Welcome to the Udo Okonjo podcast experience, hosted by multi-award-winning African real estate entrepreneur, investor, international lawyer, thought leader, wealth strategist, and possibilities igniter, Udo Okonjo. She's also a proud Chevenin scholar. This podcast will cover topics on people, property, and limitless possibilities. It is essentially a treasure trove of unlimited possibilities for life, wealth, and business mastery topics, especially suitable for those who value entrepreneurship and real estate investment as pathways to building wealth on their own terms. You'll also find a mix of interviews and fireside chats with friends, clients, and the cool people she gets to engage with in the course of doing life and business. Today, I'm really delighted to be sharing my top 10 leadership lessons from Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Iwala. This is an insider's perspective. The first thing I'd like to tell you is that on the home front, we refer to her and we call her P. P is, I believe, a Chinese word um, that means older sister. So it's, it's a fond name that we call her at home. And our children call her Auntie P, which is actually interesting because P in itself is like a respectful way, um, you know, to refer to her as a much older um, sister. For those who don't know, I'm married to um, Dr. Okonjo um, Iwela's uh, younger brother, my handsome, the best Okonjo as far as I'm concerned. Yes, 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 whatever. Um, Prince Onyema Okonjo. And um, I've been in the family for 24 years now. They're really fortunate to have me. <laughs> now let's go right with it. So we all know that on the 15th of February, 2021, Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Wala made history as being, you know, as, uh, she was sworn in as the first African and female uh, director general of the World Trade Organization. Now this was a hotly contested role by many top global contenders. And we also saw the drama with the U.S. with former President Donald Trump. On Monday, uh, the WTO's Monday of this week, uh, February the 15th, 164 members unanimously selected the 66-year-old 60, development economist to serve a four-year term as director general. Okonjo Wella will take over the institution with its budget of $220 million and staff of $650 at a critical time. These are the words of the Guardian UK publication um, announcing uh, their appointment. So much positive energy or vibes, as the millennials call it in Nigeria has been generated by this historic accomplishment. And I would like to document my personal perspective and share lessons for posterity, especially for my young mentees, female leaders, and families to reflect on how they choose to actually raise their children. That's why I'm recording this as a voice note on the podcast. It's also a newsletter for those of you who are subscribed to my Champions Mail. So my first lesson, I'm going to called, Do You Have a Father Like Dr. Ngozi okonjo The earliest and biggest influence and cheerleader was her father. Many do not know that. His Royal Majesty, Obi Professor Chukuka Okonjo, after whom my first son, Chukuka Okonjo, is named. Professor Okonjo literally told Dr. Ngozi okonjo go for the nations. That's your inheritance. 
So my question today is where are the fathers today who are cheering their daughters to dream and to go mega? This is such an important part of the success equation. When people talk about glass ceilings, it's important to recognize that some women don't have it or see it over them because of their upbringing. They weren't treated as girls. They were treated as leaders from early on. Sadly, it's not the same for every woman. I personally had a strong influential father, Honorable Justice Francis Okafo Kachiku, whose worldview also shaped mine to a very large extent. And it was a blessing to then gain a father-in-law who was a truly positive cheerleader to his children, men and women. My father-in-law, Professor Konjo, even seemed to favor the women with hindsight, to my mind. I think he felt the men could figure it out. He was unequivocal in his belief that women are as great leaders, if not better. And he demonstrated it in every way. I was constantly amazed and impressed at how my sister-in-law, Dr. Ngozio Konjewala, always came back to him for advice and guidance, even at the height of her leadership roles as two-time uh, minister, one-time coordinating minister of the economy in Nigeria in particular. He was the true wind behind her sail. Many don't have fathers, but there is a God who never fails and who is asking all his daughters and sons today to be courageous in their dreaming and their doing. That's why he says in Psalm 2 verse 8, only ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. So this first lesson about having a father, it's really about, do you have a cheerleader? Do you have a mentor? Do you have a spouse? Do you have somebody on your team talking about spouse, spouse, uh, Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Iwala's spouse is a significant support system, cheerleader. How many husbands can actually stand behind, beside, in front of, and around such a powerhouse? So it goes to note that for you to thrive as a leader and to attain this sort of level, you've got to have a powerful cheerleading force around you. We all have God and we can start by tapping into that powerful force. In Dr. Okonjo Iwala's case, she has it all. Her father, Professor Okonjo, Chukuka Okonjo, her spouse, and of course, her relationship with her ultimate father, God. The second principle I'd like to share is you've got to rock solid values. Rock your values. Make sure they're solid. The early foundational values shape leaders. If you trace Dr. Ngozi's um, values, you will find most, if not all, are grounded solidly in her family values and foundation. Values like simplicity, service, strength of character, courage, loyalty, knowledge, education. Oh gosh, education, tell me about it. Do a family trace of the family all around and you'll be blown away by even the grandchildren. So my question is, what are your family values? It's not too late to determine what truly matters, what will guide your personal life, what will guide your family life, your family. It's never too early 
to start teaching children the family values, what is important to you. The third principle is rock solid vision. If you aren't clear where you want to go and how far you want to go, chances are you'll never get very far in life, public service, business, or whatever endeavor. Your vision starts by being shaped by who you see around you. My father-in-law, Dr. Ongozi Okonjo-Iweala's dad, retired as a high-profile director of the United Nations and continued contributing to the development of the educational sector in both Nigeria and Ghana. She has a rock-solid vision of contributing to Nigeria and to the world. What is your vision? The fourth principle is that family rocks. Leaders who have families behind them absolutely, absolutely sore. It takes a family. I recall several crunch times, whether it was when she resigned as a foreign minister under President Obasanjo or when President Jonathan lost the election and they had to pack up with some initial attacks amongst other situations. I noticed family always was the rallying point for encouragement and regrouping. Her immediate family, her siblings, her parents. The world will always be there to cheer when the going is great. But tougher times require family. The foundation always stands in and out of season. So make sure you have a rock-solid family behind you on your leadership journey. The fifth principle I'd like to share is that success is not an accident. Success takes time. It is a journey. It requires intentionality. Many people are now pulling out Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala's resume and ooing and eyeing and coming up with theories and principles and strategies. Fantastic, all great. But if I were to sum it all up, it would come down to this. Success is not an accident. Success takes clarity of vision, consistent action towards a clear goal, courage to withstand obstacles and commitment to the ultimate outcome, which is the service of humanity. Standout leaders don't set out for accolades. No, they don't. What they do is they set out and they stand up for something specific that they believe in something, an area where they want to contribute. And that brings me to my next principle. The next leadership principle that I'd like to draw out from Dr. Okonjo Iwela is, are you the woman for the job? Do you have mastery? Many people aren't able to stand out because they have no clear area of expertise or mastery. To play at the sort of mega level where you become sought after across various fields, industries, countries, you've got to be a master of something. Mastery is like a magnet and it attracts a premium. Dr. Okonjewala is an economist, a notable economist, if I might say, and a development expert first and a leader in her field. Her foundation as an MIT economist graduate and a Harvard graduate all lead towards the same core area of expertise, landing her at the World Bank as her starting point and her main uh, platform for her leadership and journey and mastery of all things economics and development. Everything else is anchored and grows from that foundation. If you want to play at the top, be wise about your foundation and mastery. Be known for something specific and build up from there. 
it's this leverage of expertise and experience that led to her being sought after and appointed to numerous boards, including Twitter, Gavi, Standard Chartered, International, to name a few. And please note, these aren't charity roles. They pay a premium to have her. It's this sort of mastery, expertise, experience across diverse areas, including developing countries, and the accompanying confidence that led her to show up and stand up and declare the now famous, I am the woman for the job. I was having a chat with a friend on this same uh, conversation and we have a Latin maxim in law that says, res ipsa loquita. That simply means the facts speak for itself. When you are the woman for the job, you've got to be able to stand up and declare it so and say, I am the woman for the job. You've got to get to the place where you can nominate yourself in your area of mastery and magic. Number seven, how you show up matters. My father-in-law forever insisted on calling us and our children by our Nigerian names. Even when we introduced our friends and other in-laws, he'd ask, what's your Nigerian name? Insisting we're not white. The scarf and Ankara that we see today are only a reflection of the confidence, pride, and core values. And they also reflect and represent her story. I am African and I am proud. I like style, but I wouldn't steal to make it happen. And this Ankara reflects that mindset. But just as importantly, as a female leader with multiple mega goals, I can't spend all my energy figuring out what to wear. By choosing a look and style, I take out the guesswork for me and also help others focus on bigger matters, not figuring out what she's going to wear today. <laughs> different people, different leaders have different approaches. The scarf and her outfit only define her defiance of labels. They're really only a good side dish, not the main focus. So what is the lesson? How you show up matters. Let how you show up reflect your personality, your values, and your unique lifestyle. In my current life as a real estate entrepreneur, working remotely, I'm personally sticking to the sneakers look for now. <laughs> especially in this pandemic world. Now, let's go to the next principle, number eight. When they go low, go global. This is one of my favorite, and I've been sharing this for a long time. I've shared it every time I've had cause to celebrate her. When they go low, go global. You've got to raise your standards, raise your sight, raise your stage so far off from the clocking chickens. When you're an eagle, you fly so high that chickens can't come anywhere near you. This came home especially after President Jonathan lost the elections. There seemed to be this attempt to try and sully her, malign her character. People have such short memories. People don't realize or recognize the trauma politically and public families go through with rumor mongering, but no one is complaining. You've got to take the good with the not so great. It comes with a territory. But here's the thing. Some people actually do have a choice. 
I wrote this then and I think it's important to highlight this point again. Make sure your outlook, your mission field is global. Do not limit yourself, especially in today's world, to a local stage. Think regional, think global. Don't allow the limitations of your local environment cage you, reduce you, rewire you. Be the person who has a choice to fly higher than the noise, figuratively and in truth. Such an important lesson. Number nine, leadership is not for cowards. Oh no, 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 no. Many people idolize and idealize the concept of leadership, especially standout leaders. They think it looks like fun, attractive or easy because they see the show but not the drama, the gritty backside, tough work that sometimes makes you question your decision to serve. Leadership requires sometimes accepting that your family will pay the price of your decisions. My mother-in-law's kidnapping many years ago is proof that if you fear intimidation, if you lack courage, leadership isn't for you. I recall the scene when she was released from the kidnappers and flown to Dr. Kondre Weller's house in Maitama, Abuja, where she was serving as minister. My husband had gone to Ogwashiku to be with my father-in-law and to, you know, help um, with the negotiations, working with, uh, obviously, uh, security personnel, the federal and state security personnel to help, you know, with her rescue. And as soon as she was rescued, they flew her to Abuja. I remember it was just traumatic for, the, for my mother-in-law. Imagine an 80-year-old woman. It was just terrible. The kidnapping was a warning and a threat as she details as my sister-in-law, Dr. Ngozi Okonjewala, details in her book, fighting corruption is dangerous. So leadership is not for cowards. Be ready to pay a price. Thankfully, we didn't pay a high price of losing her. The trauma is enough of a price. My final lesson is that leaders dance. Leaders laugh out. Leaders laugh out loud. Leaders have hobbies. Leaders leave the door open. You must have seen Dr. Okonjo Iwala's dance many times, whether it's on the now famous TEDx stage or at her only daughter's wedding or at family events. Oh, she loves to dance. <laughs> she loves to dance. I recall her dancing to our local band, playing and singing her name. Ungazi, Ungazi, Ungazi. You know, <laughs> it was just delightful to watch her face. You think all the seriousness of world economics would make her uptight. In addition, did you know that she loves art, decorating? Her home in Potomac, Maryland, Lagos, Abuja, they all reflect her simplicity and love for art paintings. I recall her curating the pieces for her Lagos home, Potomac, Abuja, and all these happened over the years. Some, came, some pieces came from Jaconde in Lagos in the Lekki Axis, as well as from top galleries. I observed all of this from near and far off. I know she would be surprised to see how much I paid attention. And this leads me to my final point about leaders, but especially female leaders. Leaders must and do leave doors open for others to come through. One of the best ways to be everywhere to share your thoughts, lessons, and journeys, and journeying is through writing, especially authoring a book. 
It's what I know led to the most recent book she co-authored in 2020, September, with Julia Gillard, Women and Leadership, Real Lives, Real Lessons. Incidentally, this same line of thought led to my launching the Power Woman Leadership Program in May of 2020 on the Inspired Women of Worth Network, a business and leadership network which was birthed in South Africa in 2010. The network is charged with inspiring, equipping, and raising ethical and impactful African female leaders. Leaders must think of legacy in their areas of passion. Dr. Ongosio Konjewala has done this in an important area for all women. I encourage you to grab a copy of that book, get it on Amazon, contact the bookstores in your local areas, and I will be hosting a book review that includes this particular book. We will be reviewing this book, Women and Leadership. If you're interested, send an email to udo at udokonjo.com and we will send you details. So which one of these lessons resonate with you? Do you connect with any one of them? Have you learned anything from Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Wala? Please share with me. And for now, this is to your success. I'd like you to keep shining and soaring that's the biggest lesson you can take out from her, that the sky is your starting point. Stay safe. This is Udo Konjo. And my personal mission, I would like to reemphasize in this particular message, is to ignite a new generation of African leaders, male and female, with bold vision and values that will shape and change the world. It's the reason I write and speak on business and leadership principles for success. Stay awesome and amazing and remember to share this podcast. God bless you. Thank you for watching the Odo Okonjo podcast. This podcast is ultimately about making the world a better place. If you enjoyed this, be generous and spread the joy, positivity and prosperity by sharing the link with your family, friends and colleagues. Don't forget to subscribe and give us feedback. To your greatness, be unstoppable.